Um, so uh, now, actually, I just announced it. Um, I just got hired on at Georgetown College um, here in Kentucky uh, for their men's assistant. Um, and uh, very excited about that opportunity. I've been wanting to get in the college game for a long time now. Um, after I stopped playing, uh, I, want, I just want to be at the highest level possible. And um, struck up a conversation with that head coach uh, at a training session. And two months later, he called me about a potential hiring. So um, very, very thankful, very grateful for that. Um, but yeah, so other than that, I'm at, a, I'm, I'm at a club here in Central Kentucky called Central Kentucky Storm, um, coaching U13 girls right now. Um, been with them for a couple of years. Right after I left Barca, actually, they were uh, one of the clubs that offered me a position and um, really liked what they were doing there. Uh, new director and uh, kind of an established family. And um, I, I thought I saw it as a challenge, uh, kind of bring some of my knowledge here to Central Kentucky. And uh, uh, it all worked out and I'm still here. So, um, yeah, very, very excited about that. Um, and lastly, I, I feel like I'm um, just rambling, but I'm, I'm at this um, player development company uh, called Footbox Lexington here in, um, uh, here in Kentucky. Uh, and we focus holistically on um, um, kind of just developing players and their technical skills. Um, and uh, we're one of two locations as of right now, I think uh, there's going to be some expansions popping up, but one of two locations right now, which is kind of odd, one of them in Lexington, Kentucky, um, the other one in Miami. Um, but uh, it's, it's great. We're trying to just trying to change the culture here in central Kentucky, which is very difficult to do having, I'd say probably around five or six clubs around this area. So um, it's not easy, but brick by brick by brick um we're trying to trying to get there yeah right on so are you have you always lived like a, did you grow up in kentucky is that why you're kind of like it seems like you're really invested in that that state in that area um so my wife actually gets on me for this um i grew up here my first 18 years i spent here in, in uh, central kentucky and from a small town um around outside of lexington i mean anybody from a small town you try to you kind of just describe it. Oh, I'm from this big city. That way you don't have to kind of describe no, I'm from a very small town where you never heard of. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm from central Kentucky. Um, after high school, I went on to play basketball and soccer at a, uh, at a school in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and this is where my wife uh, hates whenever I say this, but I feel like I grew there more in my seven years of living there than I did in uh, my first 18 years of here in central Kentucky. So I gravitate toward home as in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, just because it has a special place in my heart. And I feel like I grew there more as a person, um, spiritually, um, emotionally, whatever, whatever you want to, however you want to say it than I did in my first 18 years here. So, um, yeah, after, after college, um, I've played a little bit overseas and um, for athletes in action um, um, in Barcelona, Valencia, and Portugal. After that, um, actually, I got a, I, I reached out to uh, Barca Academy, the FC Barcelona Academy. Um, they have 50 satellite academies around the world um, through this company, ISL. And so I reached out, I saw a Facebook ad. I was like, you know what, Barcelona, that's, that's my club. That's my boyhood club. That's I bleed those colors. And I was like, how cool would it be to just 
just sit in on one just just sit in on, on one of the sessions yeah. and so i reached out to uh the facebook page not even thinking they were going to respond and um i think it was maybe a day later two days later i get a response say hey because what I said was, hey, I'd, I'd love to be a coach. I'd love to be, just be a coach in the in the in the academy. And they responded, hey, this is who you need to get in contact with if you want to do it. I was like, I'm going, I'm I'm going for it. Um, the I, I have a motto: the worst thing people can say is no. What? Wh why would I not? Why would I not try to go for the home run? So, um, contacted that person. Two weeks later, uh, we're on a Skype interview. He's, I, I believe, he was in Spain at the time. Um, I, I don't want to say that I manipulated it a little bit because uh, I set my camera up uh, next to my wall in my um, apartment at the time, and it had a Barcelona flag behind me. <laughs> um, I was like, you know what? Anything to just get to, to just talk to these people. Um, and so went over to Portugal, came back and literally the day after my plane landed, I had, um, it was like a 14 hour flight or a 12 hour flight, had a, had a fly again from New York to Louisville. It's about an hour and a half drive from Louisville to my hometown. And, uh, right after the day next, I had like a six hour sleep and I drove six and a half hours to North Carolina for this tryout, there was, I was, I was not missing that thing. Um, I, even if I didn't get a call back, I was like, I'm, I'm at a Barcelona Academy right now. And that, that, that's just, that's just a dream of mine just to be in the same room as these people. And so, um, so yeah, so that, that happens. Um, can't, I've never, I never coached a day in my life before that. And a year later, as I got to the Academy, um, spoiler alert, um, one of the directors actually, he said, we, we were just, we just struck up a conversation and he said, yeah, when you showed up, we knew you never coached before. Uh, we could just tell. And uh, I'm glad they told me that. And then a year later yeah. and they did on that day <laughs> um, because I was already, I, I was so nervous. Um, but yeah, so I, I got there. Uh, it was very intimidating um, because we, we didn't have any children to coach like a normal um, training session or a coaching course. So we had to actually put the Barcelona coaches through it. Um, and uh, that was very intimidating, very, very intimidating. But um, that two weeks later, I got a call from the director. Um, and was like, hey, we want to give you three teams. And um, how soon can you be out in Charlotte, North Carolina? Um, a week later, they added a fourth team. So um, it all just worked out. Um, I, it's, it's not of my own doing. Um, it's, I, it's a totally a God thing because if they see that I never coached before, what makes them, th why would they, why would they give me four teams? Um, and, um, and I think the, how I, 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 I attribute it to, I, I, I never like to talk, try to kind of praise myself, but I kind of attribute it to, um, outside of college, I kind of adopted this open mind um that people are willing to work with you as long as you have an open mind and uh, I think they saw me as okay this guy's never coached before we can really mold him into something I don't know that can be a part of this academy um I, at least I'd like to think they did maybe they just like hey we need somebody this guy is goofy this guy can talk and talk the talk I don't know um but uh, but yeah I spent a year in that academy learned so much and um I, I, I really attribute um, all of my success to them um, because if they didn't take a shot on me, 
I have no idea where I'd be. Um, they really taught me what it is to be um, a coach, um, but also to care about the person because that's what Barcelona, they really care about the person before the footballer. Um, and we, they really take care of the person first, um, really instill those values. And I feel that's what they did with me as a coach. They were very patient. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm rambling right now. Oh, you're good. I'm getting a lot of like, I, I know we're going to have to go in a lot of different uh, directions (laughs) now after this, I'm like going through my Rolodex of like, all right, he's done this, this, and this is awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I should should have had notes or whatever, but (laughs) uh, a quick, just a little story, but uh, I showed up for preseason. They gave me a team. They gave me the session, and and the cool thing about it was, um, I mean, it was actually a session from FC Barcelona. The the things that we were doing with the kids, they're doing with Messi, obviously on a whole different scale. Um, But they were sending us sessions straight from Barcelona, Um, and so to to really just have, wow, this is this is an FC Barcelona training session. Um, and just all the information on it. Um, but anyway, so they sent me, Hey, this is what we're doing today. I get out there and I freeze I, in front of, I think it was like 16 kids, uh, 12 year olds. And they're brutal. Uh, they're young enough where they don't want to be rude, but they're, they're old enough to be like, Hey, yo, we know what we're doing. Yeah. We, we can't, we see through your facade. And so one of my directors actually had to come in and lead the session. And I felt embarrassed. Um, but then on, I was like, I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to soak up every single thing that they're telling me and um, instructing me to do. Um, and it, it was just, I mean, I, 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 if I could write them all down a letter, it'd probably be four pages each just because of how much they mean to me, uh, what they've done for my career. Um, and I, I don't know. I just loved it. I hated leaving. Um, and I guess that gets me on to an, another point. Um, I met my now wife um, while I was with them. She was here in Lexington, Kentucky. I met her over on Thanksgiving break while I was away from the academy. And uh, six months, we we did long distance. I moved back to Charlotte, did long distance. And now she's kind of the reason why I moved back to Lexington, Kentucky, um, as well as my son. So um, married her and here we are. So um I think that I think that's about it. So uh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the one thing I love about it, because you brought up too, is when you showed up to the Barca thing, they didn't. It seemed like there was no judgment of where you were in terms of your knowledge, your experience. Like they're all about um, sharing the Barca way and and what have you. And I think that's so cool because I'm sure that's something that you've kind of paid forward with other coaches as you've kind of moved along. Yeah, um, and uh, and they. Uh, they do it so well. And I wish I could, I could, um, just instill knowledge like they can. Uh, I can't, it takes me a little bit longer. Um, I like to talk more. They like to, they, they do a great job at just being patient with you. Um, and I think there, there was one coach in particular that, um, that he, he was a little bit up in age. He was around like his forties or something like that, but he's been in previous clubs and he, he didn't work out. Um, I can't remember what his name was, but I would never share that anyway. Um, but uh, he didn't work out after the first season, after the first semester. But I think it's because they saw where I was, I was a blank page, mm-hmm. uh, never had experience before. So I'm not bringing in anything that I learned from another club that they're trying to do. 
I was a blank page and they were like, I'm now I'm speaking for them. I don't know if they did this or not, but I'd like to think they did, but they're like, Hey, we could really do something with this guy. Um, so let's just, let's just roll the dice. And it, I was, it was very successful. Uh, my time there, it was very successful. Um, not as much as results driven, just more as knowledge. Um, and now I get to kind of come back to central Kentucky and just, um, not tell them, not tell everybody, Hey, this is what we did at Barca. This is yeah. the Barca way. This is the methodology. I would never kind of tell their secrets on that part. But what I can do is, Hey, these guys invested in me. Who can I now invest in? Um, as well as still getting investment from other people who know a lot more than me. Um, Cause that's what I always want to position myself with somebody who knows more than me. That way they're, they're, they're investing in me. I'm investing in people and it's just a great environment wherever I go. So, um, and I see it a lot actually um, how Barca trains their coaches is um, we, we, we never degrade our players. Uh, we always treat them with respect because that's as humans, why, why would you not treat somebody with respect and dignity? And, and now I get back to central Kentucky and it's, it's totally different. Um, I, whenever I'm at tournaments, I like to just sit back and watch coaches and just listen to them, just kind of hear, just to hear what they're, what they're saying and uh, kind of gravitate toward those coaches. And we've all heard them that um, there's a lot of joystick coaches here in central Kentucky. Um, there's a lot of just not a good culture um, as far as how to talk to people, how to build relationships. And I mean, I'm, I know I'm only one person, but I have a good team uh, behind me as far as individuals. And um, I, I, I want to change maybe just one person's life with, Hey, you messed up. I don't care. Go back and, 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 and try to try, try to do it again. If you make a mistake, we keep, we keep going, we keep learning, we keep growing. And um, you just got to be patient with them. Um, especially at the age I am uh, with that I have now 12 year olds, 13 year olds. Like why, why would me a 27 year old ever yell at you a 12 year old <laughs> for, for missing a pass? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And, and I see it on drastic uh, planes where I have, we, you have a 40 year old dad yelling at a 10 year old because they missed a goal. I'm like, that, that only kills their confidence. And by 13, they're out in the sport. Um, that, that's, that's not me. And again, I, I attribute it all to Bar the Barca Academy because they really taught me what it is, um, how to be a coach, not just, uh, for, uh, the footballer, but you're really coaching a person, um, not just a robot. So, um, I, yeah, I attribute it all to them. The one thing too, that I keep kind of hearing, and I get the feeling uh, is that communication is key for you. So it's not, you've, like I had a chat with this coach and I sent an email to this person. I reached out here and then just that relationship building type thing seems to be really important in, in how you go to your day to day, not just with your soccer, but with it seems like everything. Yeah. Um, I, I really pride myself on relationships and investing in people and building relationships. And um, again, not to bring glory to my name, but actually my best man in my wedding, um, he had told me that nobody's a stranger to Stanton Smith. Uh, I can, I, anybody who comes into contact with me becomes an acquaintance and maybe a, a friend. Um, I, I, I love people and that's what, that's why I got into football. Not, I got into coaching is because I love people so much and people are just amazing. And 
you hear all the time from um, pessimistic people. Oh, I hate people. I, I like to do stuff on my own. I'm like, people are, people are what drives us. Not, not every day, but uh, um, just having a good relationship, changing somebody's life just by having a good interaction with them a day that could change their life. And what, what does that, what does that do for them, for somebody else who comes into contact with them just because of the five seconds that you and I have uh, just by like, Hey, have a great day. Wow. This, just, this guy really just said, have a good day. And now my day is better just for five seconds. And so um, communication is key. Um, just positivity, encouragement. Um, I, I, I never want people to feel that I'll come down on them or um, I'm disappointed in them um, or e even as kids or adults. Um, I, I always want to make sure that they leave the conversation with me that they can depend on me. They, I don't know, they like me. Um, they, I don't know how, however you want to put it. I'm, I'm a people person. Um, and um, whether that's, I don't know, um, verbal communication, uh, nonverbal communication, I always want to make sure um, kids see me. And if I don't say anything, they want to make sure that, okay, he's not throwing a water bottle or he's, he's not, um, throwing his hands up in the air or something like that because those are nonverbal cues that could really destroy a kid's confidence so um always upbeat always encouraging positive and um that's every every interaction i try to come into um i try to leave their day a little bit better so so it sounds like the the barca experience clearly made a huge impact on uh propelling you into the coaching and then you brought up the 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 college experience of it's of going through soccer and basketball. What were some of the takeaways that you took from that? Like what, what kind of spur, was that kind of the spur that said, okay, I want to go into coaching and maybe was it a, a particular coach at that level or what was it that kind of was such an impact for you at that, at that time in your life? Yeah. Um, great. That's a fantastic question. That's, that's, that's amazing. Um, so I, I knew my, my playing days were short. Um, after, so I, I played basketball uh, for my college, my freshman and sophomore year. And then I realized I'm like, I'm 5'9". I'm not making it to the NBA. I'm just gonna fo focus on football. And so um, I was still playing dual sports. Uh, that, it was very difficult uh, working two jobs, trying to, do, um, trying to do school while playing two sports. It was. It was not easy, um, but I knew my playing days were short after college. I was like, I could play with athletes in action for a little bit, and uh, that, that was, which was fun. Uh, but how do I stay in the game? I was like, you know what? Let's let's try coaching. Uh, I want to try to put my people, um, my love of people and football. How can I merge that? And so, uh, going through college, I had I had a couple of good coaches. Um, I had bad experiences as well and not to get into too many details, but they, I had a couple of coaches that they taught me what not to do. And so I'll, I, I took it as I never want to be that person where I make somebody quit a sport or have a bad experience. I never want somebody to feel the way that I felt in that moment. So I want, I'm going to make sure when, wherever I go, I make somebody feel valued and important. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying like every single day was like that. It wasn't. Um, but 
I had, I just had those experiences. And so, yeah, that really shaped um, one who I was as a person, um, but also who I want to become um, because I didn't, um, I'll I'll be honest, freshman and sophomore year of college, I'm still trying to adjust to college life. Um, I didn't adjust well. Um, I'd say I was, I was a pretty big jerk um, freshman and sophomore year. Um, but once junior year hit, I was like, you know what, I need to start taking this seriously. What am I going to do after college? Uh, how can I make the biggest impact? And coaching was it. And, um, then just trying to fit and mold all those pieces of Okay. okay I, I like this. I, I didn't really like that. I'm not going to do that. I, I like this. And so just trying to fit my coaching personality, um, to my previous experiences. It seems like there was a lot of, um, like self-reflection like constantly for you as you were going through that transition because going from high school to college doing any even just that move and not having even athletics involved is a lot but like you said to have multiple jobs and on top of trying to do two um, different sports and whatever but I think it's cool that like you said I kind of picked and choosed what I liked from the experience so if there's something that I was like eh, I didn't really that didn't make me feel really good inside so that's not something I would want to ever put on someone else. Um, and I think the cool thing about the story that you just shared about that is that that was whatever, four or five years ago, and it still has a profound impact. Like one of those that you, you, and I think that's why, you know, whatever I do with a kid now at the age of 12, they're going to remember when they're 18, when they're playing high school ball, or if they go to college, they're going to, Hey, coach Stanton used to say, blah, blah, blah with it. And they still kind of remember that. So I think that's really cool that you kind of even have that kind of going for you. Yeah, and I've, I've taken it into, and it's kind of different going into the college game as far as coaching goes, um, because you ne- whenever I first started at Transylvania, I was a volunteer assistant, so I was just volunteering my time and just trying to get to know those. Uh, I, was, I was volunteer assistant for the women's team, and so I was like, how are they going to receive me? Um, I am this people person, but 12-year-old, you can build a rapport with them, and they all of a sudden they love you. Um, but college game is different. They are, um, they're hard nosed people. They, they know what they want. How, how is this going to be received? And they received me well. Uh, they, they understood that I was there for them. Uh, I was dedicating my time just to, just to get to know them. Um, and that's why I kind of led with, um, going into it whenever we first had our first meeting, I was like, Hey, I'm here for you all. Uh, I just want to get to know you all. And if we build something great, fantastic. Um, but it was a real, it was a real, um, I, I, it was just very a, a stress on my life. Cause I was like, this could go bad. This could go really good. And luckily it, it went really, really well. And I still have a great relationship with them. Um, and, um, I wish them nothing but the best, but college game is different. College game is different. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, sorry. I just, I, I just ramble a lot on. How did you, how did you end up becoming a volunteer at Transylvania? Like what, what, um, caused you, did you do again, just kind of reach out or say, Hey, you know what? I have this itch that maybe I'd like to go to the college level. How did that all come about? Um, yeah. Um, so I, I, I knew I, I, I want to become a professional coach at, uh, whatever level it is, uh, or a high division co- collegiate coach. That is my goal. And that's the goal that I set for myself out, out of, I think it was maybe my junior or senior year, just whenever I knew that coaching was my passion, coaching was my future and nothing's 
nothing's going to get in the way of that. Um, I want to just be at the, I just want to be at the top of the top and not just because oh, I want to have success for myself, um, but I want to see what I can do. And I feel like that's what anybody wants to do if they want to get into a profession that has layers and they want to get to the top. And I just want to see what I can do and what, how I can perform at that level. And if I impact a lot of people on the way, fantastic. Um, and so, um, how I got into it, actually, um, I sent out a bunch of emails to every single college in Kentucky, no matter the driving distance, the only coach to respond was this coach. And, um, I was like, you know what, if this is my shot, um, God, you're going to make it happen. And, um, he called me, um, leaving that conversation. He was like, I'd love to have you. I was like, shoot yeah like dedicate my time I, it, I took a little bit of time off of work but I knew I knew um what I was getting out of it was invaluable um which also now led to Georgetown College so um that that's how it is and it it, it seems like every single step that I take is literally me reaching out to somebody and then taking a chance on me um which kind of propels me and thinking when I get to that point I don't want to be that guy's like, eh, no, this, this person, I'm not going to give him a chance. I always want to be that person's like, Hey, these specific people took a chance on me. Now it's my time, my turn to kind of give back to others. So once I get to that point, um, I'll, I'll start, start doing that. But, um, I'm, I'm just thankful, very thankful. What kind what, what made you think, Hey, this is the time to make that transition to the, to another, another college and end up at Georgetown now? Yeah. Um, so I, I've been getting my licenses and I'll, I'll never be that guy that says, Oh, I have this license. Give me the highest paying job. That that's not, I, I understand licenses are just an added bonus. It's actually who you are as a person, who, how you are as a coach. Um, so I, I was started getting my licenses and thinking, Hey, I, I'm, 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 I'm passing these, uh, with ease and, uh, what else is there for me? And I was like, what's a challenge? I've, I've, I've accomplished the academy level. What's the next challenge? I got into high school. Um, and then I was like, let's try college. Um, I, I think this is a good time for me. Um, and let me just see what my prospects are. Um, and if nobody calls me, then I'll wait my time. Um, but right now, I mean, he, he contacted me and I was like, you know what, if this is my time, this is my time and, um, God's going to make it happen. And, um, I just, I'm, I don't know. You just have a feeling, um, that something's going to work out I've had those feelings where, okay, that this job, yeah, it's probably not going to work out, but this one, I felt really good about every single thing, every single sign pointed it to him, uh, it working out, um, that fo footbox Lexington actually, um, he worked with me on it. I was like, this this could actually be something that I, I could really be in the college game um, because my boss is working with me on my schedule. He's allowing me to uh, to take time off to pursue this venture. My wife is okay with it because she knows this might not be a paying job, but a couple of years down the line, when I do get this paying job, um, it all work out. So um, it, it was it, it was just it was really good timing, honestly. The, the one thing that has been really cool, I think, the whole way through is just that, like you said earlier, about what's the worst someone's going to say? They're going to say no. So you sent all the emails um, and then got those replies back. The other thing I wanted to know is, so 
is it are, are you coaching just females or has it been a mixture of both um so it, it, yeah sorry not, not to cut you off um but yeah it, it's been a mixture at Barca academy i had four teams uh, a semester um which seems crazy at the academy level but the way they they just ran things um it it was it was i, I didn't know anything different whenever i got here to central kentucky actually whenever i was um calling all these clubs i was like hey what, 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 what kind of position can you give me? Can I, can I get a head coaching, whatever? I was like, I coach four teams a semester. That's eight teams a year. The replies that I got from all these directors, they're like, no, there's no way you couldn't have done that. You can't do that. That's impossible. I'm like, I'm doing this. Uh, I'm doing girls and boys. I'm from U10 all the way up to U16. Um, and so it's been, it's definitely been a mixture. Uh, but I've always just taken opportunity where they are. And then I figure it out whenever I get there. So um, I, I even, I believe I even contacted a transy head coach at some point. I think it was maybe a year ago. It wasn't recent, but um, he didn't have a spot for me. So I was like, you know what, any way that I can get my foot into the college game, um, I'm going to try. So the women's head coach called me and uh, here I am. And luckily this, um, this coach now at Georgetown College is the men's coach. So I'm getting both NCAA women's experience and now NAIA men's experience. And uh, I'm just very blessed. That's going to be really interesting um, for you. Cause like I said, you're really, I can tell very self-reflective and stuff as to how you had conversations with the females at Transylvania. And now those, how you build those, those kind of trusting relationship with, with the males. Cause they're, they're different, different. Um, types of things. Um, and the other thing I think is cool is the balancing act of, I've just had a session with 12 year olds and now I show up at Transylvania or Georgetown and now I'm dealing with 22, 23 year old um, types of things. What's some of the challenges that you, that you kind of maybe see um, with all of those uh, variables? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I actually talked to the head coach about this as well. And honestly, I, I think as far as getting to know the players, he, because a lot of our, um, a lot of our, the majority of our team at Georgetown is internationals. Um, we have very few Americans. And so how will I be received when I'm trying to get to know this Bulgarian or this Italian, they don't want any part of it. And I'm like, okay, now how do I get through this person? And so I think trying to, one, adapt the way that I talk to people. I know that girls, they, they want you to have, a, they want to make sure that their coach cares about them. And I feel like everybody does. I'm not just girls, but the girls, especially, especially my U12 girls, they want to know that my coach is my number one supporter. Whereas it, I, I, I don't know if a 23-year-old, 24-year-old, even cares if they have a relationship with me and so it I'll be honest I I don't know I I, I don't know going into it now we will the, the coach and the, uh, the other assistant coach we're going to work through that uh, and I'm starting July 1st is like office hours of um, between us coaches and the head coach and so I'm, I'm going to just take as much as I can it's like okay what has worked for you coach how do you get through these players and then how do I adapt my personality, my coaching personality to that? Because um, it, it'll, it'll be, it, I think it'll be a culture shock for me. Um, but what better way to, but what better time to do it than 27 years old where, okay, I can learn from my experiences. And so 
and it, it kind of brings me up. So the one year I coached at the high school level here in central Kentucky, I didn't start off well um, as far as connecting to the players. Um, and one instance, and, I'll, and this is kind of the, the reason why I do things now is, hey, they show up. I projected my expectations on the team. They didn't know who I was. They, they just heard that I, I coached at Barca Academy. They just knew that I played at a, a, a semi-high level. They're not going to listen to me. So whenever, I, whenever you show up and you just, hey, this is what I expect for the team. You are to do this, 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 because they're boys. I thought they could, I thought they could take it. But they, no, they need to know. They need to, you need to build that rapport with them uh, before you start doing anything. So now what I do is, okay, what are, what are our expectations as a team? And then I get all these, uh, this feedback from the girls and uh, from my teams is like, okay, now they, they feel, okay, like this is, we're actually a team. Everybody's a collective group um, and they can, they feel like they're, they're valued and they're uh, important. And so I'm definitely not going to take that route that I did with that high school team uh, because it didn't work for me. And so um I'll definitely try to take a different approach for sure. Um, and Julian Nagel, I think I said his name right, Nagelsman, um, the now Bayern coach, he said it the best. He said football is 80% social competence and 20% of tactics. And so uh, if you build a rapport with your players, um, I feel like you can, you can go very far. The one thing I love too, when you started out, when I – about that transition to Georgetown and like you said the mix of internationals and, and just the college men's game in general was you're like to be honest I don't know mm-hmm. and I think coaches we are so I think set that we want to look like we know how to coach everything perfectly and I think it's a great thing for even the players to hear that like look man I don't know how this is going to go even when you met with the girls uh, mm-hmm. at Transylvania and you said look I don't know what's going to come of this, but I want to be a part of the experience. I want to get to know you all as players and as people. Um, and I think that's cool that you go in kind of like almost like the blank slate um, comment that you made about Barca and you, I think I see you as constantly going in and going, okay, I'm just going to go in with no major expectations and let me just figure out what things come with it. And I think the cool thing too, about even with the international um, type thing is someone that told me is, the common language is the, is the game of soccer. Like when it comes down to it, it's still dribbling and passing. It's like, they know. And so like you were talking about earlier about some nonverbal type things. So even just the, you know, like you clapping or thumbs up or even a fist bump or something is kind of a small thing um, that you can do yeah. uh, as well. The other thing you brought up earlier and I wanted to get to that was you were talking about the um, training center uh, that yeah. you all have. What, what, what's going on there? Like, what do you all do? Yeah. Uh, and then kind of a, like you said earlier, kind of a wild connection to have Lexington and then Miami, Florida is kind of a strange duo, but what's going on there and what kind of things can like players and parents and what have you expect from that experience? Yeah. Um, so um, I, I never describe it correctly. And I, and I, I pr- most likely my, uh, the CEO of the company will probably see this because he's on my social media. So (laughs) I hope I get this right, but we are honestly just a uh, training facility for uh, individuals to uh, basically train their technical skills, 
Um, also the psychosocial aspect, but mainly te technical skills holistically. So we always want to connect it to the game. We don't just put out some cones. Okay, dribble around these cones. Oh, look, you're a better dribbler. That's not it at all. We put them through situations where they're going to actually see in the game. Um, and it's just, man, it, it's, it, it's amazing. I, I can't describe it and I can't do it justice. Um, I wish I was there so I could video it all, but, um, but no, we just train them um, te their technical skills um, and just teach them more about the game and how to fall more in love with the game because they see our passion and and I'll be honest, that was a that was another blank slate for me. Um, back whenever I moved from Barca back to Central Kentucky, uh, it was just starting. Uh, they were looking for coaches, um, and I was I, I believe I was the first coach uh, hired. Um, so I, I've been in it through from the ground floor up, and um, and I'm sure we're going to expand um, sometime. Um, it's taking a little bit more time, but, um, but no, just seeing, I was, I, I told the CEO, I was like, I'm not a technical trainer. I'm a team coach. So this is going to be new for me. This is going to be, um, just kind of dissecting every little bitty piece of the game and how can I teach that? It's like striking, uh, just striking a ball. I thought there were like two aspects of it. No, there's a from what um, my uh, CEO, my the owner of Footbox, what he's told me, there's 12 steps of striking a football. I had no idea. And so then he's literally dissecting every single thing. And I'm like, there's a world out there that I had no idea. And so it's kind of molded me into a better coach because now not just focusing on tactical stuff and uh, positional stuff, I'm actually seeing, okay, that was a bad pass. How can we fix that next time? Okay, she received it. Um, that ball went up like past her knee when she tried to receive it. What did she do technically that we can fix that next time? So that, that's just a little bit of what we do. Um, but it's just it's just fun going to work every single day with like-minded people, uh, not just soccer dads who um, have a kid there. These are we're actually coaches who want to become even better coaches and this is our career. So um, it's just a fun ask, um, environment um, to be a part of. One of the positives too that I'm hearing I love is that the CEO sounds like he's a little hands-on, like he's working with his coaches. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's running sessions or whatever, but it's you know, the fact that he is saying, look, here's the, here's the things I want you to look for in it versus like you said here i just want you to run through some drills we'll make some cash off of it and whatever like no we're actually trying to like fix little things um and i love the thing you talked about like the positioning of uh you know on when that girl was receiving the ball based on how the ball was bouncing and stuff like that because i hear all the time where coaches just yell out you need a better first touch <laughs> it looks at you like i don't know what hey, you teach what me a better first touch then like what is yeah what does that mean? Like, where do I purchase? Is that an Amazon purchase or how do I get that? Um, versus like you are like, well, here next time, you know, maybe you turn your hips this way or bring your knee a little bit higher or whatever it might be um, that you would talk about. So I think it's really cool. Like I said, just the, the CEO is leading it, but he's also, it seems to be in the mix as well. Yeah, he, um, I mean, we, we have coaches meetings um, almost every single Monday um, because as long as we're growing, we feel like the business is growing and the people are, uh, the kids are growing as well and they're getting majority, most out of it. Um, but no, he, he's actually um, the, the 
director of coaching as well. So he's in every single session. Uh, he's running sessions. He is making sure just he's been doing this. I believe he said he, he's been doing it for about 10 years now. And so he has a lot of experience of just one-on-one -on -one technical coaching. And now he's being able to um, push that knowledge onto us uh, and give us um, better knowledge on how to be a technical coach. So um, no, he's in it every single day. And um, I, I feel I, I attribute um, some of what I've learned, obviously, from him as well, because he's definitely made me into a better coach for sure. Stan, I've absolutely loved this chat. Um, so many different like layers to you. You're almost like a puzzle where this little pieces are snapped together or maybe Lego pieces and what have you. And you mentioned in your social media, what some ways that people can connect with you or follow you as you continue to do this this kind of growing and evolution of your, your coaching? Yeah, um, so I, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I want to put that out there. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, um, as well as Facebook. I don't really accept really much about Facebook. I don't really get on it that much. Uh, but majority of the time, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, I'd love for anybody to connect with me so I can pick, pick their brains. Um, I'm, I'm not one for... Um, pushing my agenda on somebody. I want to try to learn as much as I can from everybody else. And um, so if, if they can give me something, I'm all for it. So um, definitely those three channels. And I'm super excited because just kind of seeing, I'm excited to see your journey with, with Georgetown and, and kind of moving forward. And like you said, with the, with the individual training program and what have you that is going on, just all those cool things like where is Stanton going to be in 10 years and 15 years uh, type of thing. So I'm excited to watch that, but I will shut this thing down. This is Kieran with coaches corner chats, Stanton Smith in this episode and I'm out. Peace. A big shout out to King and fifth for hooking me up with the AMRAP beanie. Check them out at King and fifth dot com.